0: Hello and a very warm welcome as you join us and thank you for tuning in to Search for Truth. This is your Bible study radio programme which has been sharing Christian Bible teaching for well over 30 years now on Transworld Radio and we have many long-standing loyal listeners. If you've been following this series, you'll know we're considering the present and unique relationship that the Lord Jesus Christ can have with his disciples in the world today in this series, which is called Jesus as Son over God's House. As usual, there's a transcript booklet to go with the series, and if you'd like one, I'll be giving you contact details at the end of the programme. So get some pen and paper to hand if you want to write in. Today's talk on the subject of Jesus as a son over God's house is called The Greatest Ever Example of Faithfulness. And here's Brian to tell us more. Thanks, John. Christian author A.W. Tozer once wrote, The meek man
1: is not a human mouse afflicted with a sense of his own inferiority. Rather, he may be in his moral life as bold as a lion and as strong as Samson, but he has stopped being fooled about himself. He has accepted God's estimate of his own life. He knows he is as weak and helpless as God declared him to be, but paradoxically, he knows at the same time that he is in the sight of God of more importance than angels. In himself, nothing. In God, everything. That's his motto. We want to begin today by referring to a man like that. He's someone who gets an honourable mention in the Bible letter to the Hebrews. I'm referring to the man Moses. Bible scholar Jim Packer says of Moses, his meekness was shown in his acceptance of what God ordained, including endless battles with those recalcitrant and disappointing people whom he was trying to lead from Egypt to Canaan, including even the enormous disappointment of himself not getting into the promised land. Moses was a man with a fierce temper, it was this which had betrayed him during the time in the wilderness but when god said in effect now look moses in order to teach the whole world how much loss sin can bring i'm not going to let you enter the land the people will go in but you won't when moses heard that he didn't curse god in furious protest quietly if sadly he accepted god's decision that's meekness meekness For a child of God means accepting uncomplainingly what comes, knowing that it comes from the hand of God who orders all things. What he sends, we accept in faith, even if it hurts, knowing that it's for our and others' good. Packer was commenting there on a very remarkable Bible statement concerning Moses, the man of God. It's found in the Bible book of Numbers, chapter 12 and verse 3, and tells us that Moses was the meekest man of his generation on earth. Let's read the circumstances which led up to God declaring that fact in his word. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had married, for he had married a Cushite woman. And they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek, more than all people who were on the face of the earth. And suddenly the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. And the three of them came out. And the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud, and stood at the entrance of the tent, and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both came forward. And he said, Hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak mouth to mouth, clearly and not in riddles, and he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Meek he certainly was. But you'll have also noticed that God praised his faithfulness, saying that Moses was faithful in all his house. By the way, God's house then was the tabernacle. The story of the tabernacle is told in the book of Exodus, from chapter 25 to chapter 40. That many chapters shows its importance to God. After all, it was God's house then, the place where his presence was specially known on earth. Moses had been entrusted with God's blueprint for its design up there on Mount Sinai, where he received the two stone tablets with the Ten Commandments. Moses was the kind of person that when you gave him a job to do, he got it done the way you wanted. That was important, so important to God. This house had to be just right. It was God's own house on earth. It was designed to be the centre for the Israelite people's worship. This was the place to which they brought their sacrifices, to the great copper altar standing just outside the tent. Here the priests operated according to the instructions of the law as to how they should prepare and offer all the animals on the altar. Moses ensured that every detail was correct in the operation of God's house. You can read about one day, it's recorded in Leviticus chapter 10, when Moses actually stepped up and challenged his brother Aaron, the high priest about something that he was doing. Moses saw that the exact procedure of the sin offering had not been carried out by his brother, and so he challenged him. It turned out that Aaron could defend his actions that day, but God appreciated that quality of careful faithfulness on Moses' part, and said so with these words of his being recorded in Numbers 12 and verse 7, My servant Moses, he is faithful in all my house. Now, So much for the background. We come now to the letter we're studying, the letter to the Hebrews, and there we find a gracious comparison with Moses. It's in Hebrews 3 and verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. He was faithful to him who appointed him, as also was Moses in all his house. Now Moses was faithful in all his house as a servant, for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful as a son over his house, whose house we are if we hold fast our confidence and the boast of our hope firm until the end. Well, we've already mentioned that Moses' faithfulness as a servant in God's house was shown from Mount Sinai onwards in relation to the portable structure known biblically as the tabernacle about which this letter to the hebrews will have much more to say most significantly it tells us in chapter 9 and verse 9 that the tabernacle then was symbolic for the time we live in now in other words that physical structure in the past has been replaced with a spiritual house for god on earth today this is mentioned elsewhere in the new testament for example in first peter chapter 2 and verse 5 where we can surely see that it's comprised of believers described there as living stones. And it's the intended sphere of their service for God in the offering up of sacrifices of praise and worship. It's equally clear from what we've just read in Hebrews that it's not all living believers because there's a stated condition of holding fast. Our salvation is unconditional, but our service is conditional. God's house is therefore a truth beyond salvation. The same emphasis in relation to serving in association with God's house was given in the days of Moses. God stressed then the requirement of obedience. He demanded faithfulness, and Moses showed the people a good example of the faithfulness God expects with regard to his house. you remember how Moses showed his faithfulness by climbing up Mount Sinai at least seven times. Don't forget, he was a man of at least 80 years of age at this point, But if you read the chapters of the book of Exodus, from chapter 19 onwards, you can count for yourself the numerous occasions when God told Moses to come up and then to go down the mountain. The main objective in all of that was for him to get the word of God straight for the people of God to obey at that time. A far greater ascending and descending was involved for the one who is now the faithful son over God's house, our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember the contrast. Moses was a servant in God's physical house long ago, but Jesus is son over God's spiritual house today. Our Lord descended from heaven as the greatest of all prophets to bring us God's word. It's wonderful to consider his own determination to communicate well. In his prayer, recorded in John's Gospel, chapter 17, Jesus says to his father while speaking about his apostles, I gave them your word. And by the Spirit of God, they received from him, their master, that sacred trust of his word. And they delivered it to the succeeding generations of believers, even all those who have believed on Jesus through their word. When Paul the Apostle was relaying all that he'd received to the younger man, Timothy, he spoke in terms of entrusting to him a beautiful deposit for safekeeping. Long ago, the people of Israel, as they camped around the special tent which was the tabernacle, saw the hugely inspiring example of Moses' personal faithfulness. In our case, we open our Bibles to view there the greatest ever example of faithfulness, that of our Lord, he who is faithful in all God's house. Some Bible translations put it in the past tense, when they say, Christ was faithful in all God's house. The words was faithful are not in the original. They've been supplied by the translators to give the sense. Faithfulness is certainly implied, but the tense must surely be present. Our Lord is currently a great priest over and son over God's spiritual house on earth, even as he serves now in the sanctuary associated with that same house, but which is in heaven. Let's not fail to follow our Lord's example of faithfulness in relation to God's house. How can we be faithful in this way? We can be faithful to the Lord by being faithful to his word, that which the apostles wrote down in the New Testament writings.
0: And so I hope that you found the the friend that we've uh, just heard the singers sing about, a friend whose faithful love is more than all the world to me. And I hope uh, that the friendship of the Lord Jesus Christ and his faithful love is uh, applicable in your life and you've received him as your saviour. And uh, if you enjoyed today's study and have any comments or questions, then Brian would be pleased to help. And if you'd like to send for the transcript booklet which goes with this series... Uh, that uh, merits further study, and you can obtain it by asking for the title Jesus as Son over God's House. And if you'd like one or more, then write to Search for Truth, Church of God, Downing Drive, Leicester, LE5, 6LN, United Kingdom. And now, here's our email address SFT at churches of God dot info you can also download audio versions of some past programs on your computer Uh, you go to www.searchfortruth.org.uk that's www.searchfortruth.org.uk and this is our church website where you can also access uh, additional helpful stuff and some titles of search for truth booklets are also available at Amazon. Just go on to amazon.co.uk forward slash Kindle eBooks. type in Search for Truth series into the search box, where you'll find a growing list of transcript books from previous programmes is available. So it's been an honour to enjoy the privilege of your company today. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll be able to join us again next week. But until then, it's very best wishes from Bible teacher Brian, studio technician David, our musicians, and me, John. So goodbye and may God richly bless you.